You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Caro Cook. Today, we're joined by Russell Robinson, who is the CEO of Jewish National Fund, whose mission is to support the land and people of Israel. Russell, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to being with you today. Well, thanks for being here, and I'm excited to learn more about Jewish National Fund. Could you share with us at a high level about Jewish National Fund? So Jewish National Fund is older than the state of Israel. It's 119 years old. It was established before the state of Israel, really as an organization to bring about the land of Israel for the Jewish people after a 2,000-year yearning and dreaming of having it back. It was started at the Fifth Zionist Congress, and it was to repurchase acre by acre of land and to do so much more to bring the Jewish people to the land of Israel. And today, it follows in the same strategic manner Uh, but really of developing the land of Israel together with the people of Israel and the Jewish people everywhere. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm super curious. You're this figurehead of a major Jewish and Israel-related organization. Can you share with us your story that brought you to JNF and take us as far back as you'd like to go? Thank you. I, you know, listen, I always, uh, especially talking to people and having the, the ability to have the reach as I would on, on your podcast, I grew up in a small town in El Paso, Texas. And I grew up, I think, as the majority of the Jewish community does in America, disliking my Judaism. And I don't mean that in the way that there's something wrong with Judaism, but there wasn't a day school. I wasn't going to day school. I went to public school. So what did I have to do? I had to give up my Sunday mornings to go to Sunday school. That's a big thrill for every small child. And then we had Talmud Torah class, so I had to give up Mondays and Wednesdays in my afternoon to go to Talmud Torah class. So it had nothing to do with my Judaism, so to speak. It was that it seemed like a burden to me to be a Jew, especially a small kid. And I think that that's true. So I didn't really love being a Jew. It was like one of those things I had to do to get bar mitzvah, to get my release from prison and good cash flow opportunity. And somebody took me to a, it was a BB convention, matter of fact, when I was a junior in high school, he told me, you know, listen, it's a free trip. Somebody's paying for it. You should go, you know, from El Paso, Texas, we would go anywhere. And it was the first time that I saw kids dancing and having fun because that wasn't what I understood Judaism was. It was that burden of Sunday school, of Tama Torah. It was, you know, nobody liked us. It was all the things that were negative and not positive. And at that moment, I said to myself, I don't know what my life's going to be, but I am always going to portray being a Jew as a positive. And I started my own business and later I uh, sold it and got into the nonprofit world. And coming to JNF to jumpstart was 21 years ago. I was going to go back to private business. And uh, Ronald Lauder from SD Lauder became the president of the Jewish National Fund. I didn't know him then. He asked me to come in for a meeting and to cut a long story short, he uh, harassed me for about a week. And I saw a billionaire who was so passionate about making a change. I said, he could do anything he wants with his money and he's going to be part of organized Jewish life. I want to be part of it. And 21 years later, I'm here. Wow. That's amazing. What a great story. Now, I'm curious. I know that Jewish National Fund USA is creating also a lot of meaningful Jewish experience that inspire and motivate young people, such as that are related to the story that you shared from your own perspective to engage with their local communities. How is that being done and what does that look like? So it's really, again, about a leadership decision. Our board of directors, we came up with a billion dollar campaign five and a half years ago. 
And to have a billion dollar campaign, so you can throw out a number, you have to decide what you're going to do if you raise the money. And I'm proud to say we've done over $650 million, so we're well ahead of pace. But they determined, Bradley, that 25% of our money was going to go for the next generation. Now, why is that an unbelievable comment? Because, you know, when you're putting in money, when you're putting in your donations, some, you want to see what the ROI is, what's the return on investment. And putting money into the next generation means that you may not see the real investment of your work. But they wanted to make sure that the Jewish National Fund wasn't 119 years old and, and thinking about how it was going to make it the next four years. It's 119 year olds thinking about how strong we're going to be in 150 years. So the fastest growing part of our donor demographic, Bradley, is our 22 to 40 year olds. It's our JNF future across the United States. Young people connecting to Israel. It goes against all those terrible statements that people make about the future generation. They're stronger, more committed, more knowledgeable, more enthusiastic, and contributing to Israel today, tomorrow, to, for that partnership that we see in the next 150 years and beyond. That's amazing. That's a, that sounds like a very bright future for the Jewish people. I, I know also that in Israel, you're making, you're making the desert bloom, especially in the South. Can you share with us a little bit about both what's happening and your vision for the desert? So again, I want to take it back to Ronald Lauder and give him a lot of credit. When I came to the Jewish National Fund, we wanted to be about vision, not about projects. What's our vision? Where did we want it to go? What do we want to make a difference doing? And so we always talked about 60%, Bradley, of the, the Israel. 60, 60 is the nega. And when we started almost 20 years ago, it was less than 5% of the whole population of Israel. So if you have 60% of your land with so little population and aging, the reality is, is that you will lose 60% of the land, not for politics, because nobody's there. Desertification. And that is not a reason to lose it. So everybody said you can't move people to the Negev because there was no water. So Ronald Lauder said, well, let's cure the water catastrophe. Now Israel's facing a water catastrophe 21 years ago. It was a catastrophe that in the history of mankind, no civilization has faced a water catastrophe and turned it around. You usually just move. Well, we didn't have anywhere to go. So I said to Mr. Lauder at the time, so what do you know about water? He said, I don't know anything. And I said, well, that's a little bit more than I do. But I will tell you, we made a plan. And because of the Jewish National Fund, we also challenged philanthropy out there that sophisticated contributing to Israel could be done. And we came up with the Ronald Lauder water plan. And we created 250 reservoirs throughout Israel. We added 14% water availability to Israel. That's equivalent to 3 million Israelis drinking every year. And we now, Israel reuses almost 90% of its water. The country next to it is Spain at 17%. So we have taken that catastrophe. There's a crisis, but it's a crisis that is being alleviated, alleviated by desalization and other things for drinking water. And now in the Negev, we set our goal on a blueprint Negev campaign. And we said we're going to bring 500,000 people to the Negev. And we proved that every person produces water. 
because it's a recycle. We've added Beersheba today is the fastest growing city in Israel, 240,000 and growing. The Arafah from the Dead Sea to Eilat, that area was desert, nothing but rocks, and now produces 60% of the peppers that are exported from Israel, 50% of the melons that are exported from Israel, and it gets two inches of rain a year. That's the Jewish National Fund story, taking every drop of water and using it many more times. Wow. And you mentioned peppers. I know an, another thing, I heard another thing that you're specifically working on is related to food, not just the growing of food, but also food science and technology. Could you share a little bit about that? So in the Upper Eastern Galilee, in the Kiryat Shimona area, it's called the Finger of Israel. It's all the way up north. And it's bordered by this wonderful neighborhood of Syria and Lebanon. So if you could picture it all the way up there. And it's always the one that's in the news, not because of what it can be, but of the threat that it's under. Well, Jewish National Fund, we don't believe the threats that you're under. We believe in the dreams and making them happen. And we've worked with the people of Kiryat Shimona, a community of 28,000 people. By the way, it had 38,000 people in 1950. The people left there, the people who couldn't leave. We worked with them for almost three years now. And we're creating in that area a food technology center where major companies, international companies, China, United States, France, everywhere, Israel is going to be coming to Kiryat Shimona and creating food technology revolutions in that area that will then be able to provide food for the rest of the world. We're creating in that area the Galilee Culinary Institute. The Galilee Culinary Institute, it's going to be a full diploma program to learning about how not just to be a cook, but a front of the house and the back of the house, how to create uh, business models, how to use food technology. We're gonna change the narrative, not from Syria and Lebanon and the threats that it's under. It's gonna be the new culinary and food capital of the world. So to all your listeners, Bradley, in five years, they're gonna be calling you to get reservations at some of the finest restaurants in Israel, up in Kiryat Shimona, and I'm telling you, I will help you out. Wow, that's great. It's so much more than blue tzedakah boxes and planting trees. It's really everything that's happening. With such a vast reach, how do you measure success? You got to measure success by having a vision first. And I tell people we don't do any projects. And I, and I have to tell you, to young people especially, it's important. If you want to do projects, all of them are important. I take nothing away from any project. But what is the ROI? So we decided that, for instance, at Kira Shimona, that we're going to go from 28,000 to 75,000 people. Not tomorrow. It will take time. But if you don't have that vision, if you don't have those dreams, then every project you do is just a project. If you want to get involved in Jewish National Fund, which you can do by going on our website or calling us and asking to get involved, write to me, call any of our offices locally and say you want to be part of this unbelievable revolution of connecting to Israel, you'll be part of the greatest kind of spirit and dream in the 21st century pioneering spirit that we thought was yesterday, it's today. And how do we do that? We prioritize by having those visions and then deciding what projects fit under those visions to give us that rippling effect. And that's the Jewish National Fund story, strategic, thoughtful investment of philanthropic dollars that have rippling effects for years to years to go. Come. That's amazing. You're, you're doing so much good for the Jewish people and Israel. What are ways that our listeners can get involved or be part of this mission? So they can get involved by coming to jnf.org and there's a place that they can sign up and get newsletters and do. They can call our 800 number. 
1-800-542-8733. And they'll get an operator and say that they want to get involved in Jewish National Fund. Take my name. Uh, they can make a donation. They can buy a tree. They can go and buy a Be Inscribed, uh, which is a program we have on top of Matsada of a scribe writing a Torah. Get engaged and tell, and tell them if they're young, like most of your listeners are, Bradley, tell them, hey, I want to be part of being a superhero. A superhero, there's the Avengers and there's Wonder Woman, and then there's JNF Future and young people who I'm telling you they're part of the greatest adventure ever happening. What a great opportunity. And I want to thank you for all that you're doing for Israel and the Jewish people and the future of humanity and wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Thank you very much, Bradley. And thank you for having me on. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org.